to another episode of Hold Fast, where we have biblical truths for daily battles. My name is Kenny. I'm the host of the podcast, and I want to kick off with a question today. I like to do that somewhat often, so I want to kick off with a question to get you thinking, uh, try to get your mind in the place of where we're going today, and that question is this. If you have kids, then what is your biggest hope for your kids? What's your biggest goal or dream or whatever it may be for them? What do you want most for them? If you don't have kids, but maybe you want kids someday, the question goes to you as well. Or if you don't have kids, you don't want kids, whatever the case may be, um, then, then simply ask yourself, what do you want most for your life? What do you want most for the people that you love in life? What do you want for them? I do want to specifically talk to parents today, especially parents who still have kids in their home, young children, but this is for everyone. This is for those who have children out of the home. This is for those who may never have children uh, as well to think about some, some really crucial thoughts that I think go against the thinking of the culture. Um, let me maybe start this way. So uh, my wife and I like to watch a lot of the reality competitions. Uh, For example, like um, America's Got Talent. And on those kinds of shows, whenever the contestants are asked, why are you here? Why are you doing this? So many times, if they have children, what they say is, well, I'm doing this so that my son or my daughter, my children will know that there's nothing they can't do in this life. Because what I want most for them, these people often say, is that they follow their dreams and that they know that nothing is impossible for them. And I hope you know me well enough, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, I hope you know me well enough to know that I'm I'm not trying to question anybody's intentions or character. I'm not necessarily trying to, to bash that kind of thinking in and of itself. However, I do want us to examine that. Is that the number one goal that we should have for our kids, especially speaking to those of us who are followers of Christ. I mean, is that ultimately what we want most for them, that they would follow their dreams and know that nothing is impossible for them, that, that if they just try hard enough, they can do it? Here's my question, and this may sound like a Debbie Downer. This may sound um, a whole lot like I'm just trying to crash the party. But my question to that is, what happens when they can't? What happens when they try? You thinking of your kids, what happens if you tell them like you can do anything you set your mind to and, and the heart behind that is great. We want them to try and to not give up and to work hard. I'm all for all of that. I'm not trying to dismiss the heart behind that. But ultimately speaking, let me ask you that question. What happens when they do fall on their face? As all of us do. I'm I'm not saying just your kids. I'm saying every human being who's ever been on this planet has had moments where we fall flat on our face because we tried to do something and it ultimately didn't work out. And we tried again and it still didn't work out. And we just keep pushing, pushing because people keep telling us that if you just work hard enough, it's going to happen. But what, what if it doesn't? You know, this is a very westernized, very North American mindset that just simply says, work hard enough to earn the dream in life. That er- and it's, it's, it's accessible to anybody, but that's not really true. Now, now, there is an element of work hard and be diligent in the things that God gives you to do, and he will provide for you. And, and in many cases, because he's good and gracious and he loves to give good things to his children, he'll even bless you and, and give you the ability to do things that maybe you thought you could never accomplish in life so that he can receive the glory ultimately. That's true, but there's also times that we can't do the thing that we thought we could do. 
Um, I want to talk about something that may not sound like it's instantly going to relate to this, but but it does. And so I, I hope you'll stick with me. I've also been listening to another podcast that's pretty popular right now. It's called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. And uh, it's about the story of a church out in Seattle years ago called Mars Hill, if you've never heard of them. Mars Hill Church had as its pastor Mark Driscoll. And uh, I won't go into all the details of the story. You can go listen to the podcast for yourself to get that story. Although I would caution you um, that there are um, there are beliefs and underpinnings of that podcast that I don't think are necessarily biblical. However, it's it's really well done. It tells the story really well. But in that, you see the fall of this pastor and this leader. And and what you see a lot in the story of Mark Driscoll is that he ultimately stopped chasing after Jesus. He stopped depending on Jesus and he started depending on himself. And he started thinking that he was sufficient for all these things that God had blessed him with. And he started thinking that, that he was in charge, that he was the captain of his own ship, that he was the master of his destiny. He probably wouldn't have said it that way. As a matter of fact, he taught against much of that, but this is how he acted, and ultimately he crashed and burned. He he really shows us an example in, in our world today of what it means that pride goes before the fall. And I think, while that might not immediately sound like it relates to what do you want for your kids, do you want all their hopes and dreams to come true, I think that that is an example of what it looks like when we believe that we are responsible for our own success in life. And when we tell our kids, please hear me, when we tell our kids, you can do anything you want, just put your mind to it, just work hard, and you can achieve it. Nothing will be impossible for you. When we we drive that message home into our kids' minds and their hearts day after day after day after day, they begin to think that they are responsible to make sure that their lives are a success. And they begin to think not only are they responsible, but that they are capable of ensuring that their life is always a success that they always get the things that they want, that they always experience the blessings of God. And they may even go so far as to say, none of this is a blessing from God. This is what I achieved because what gets instilled in them so often is just go after it, get it, you can do it. You, there's so much potential in you. Just tap into that and just, just don't let any of the haters distract you. You can do this. Is that ultimately the biblical message and is that ultimately the message that we should give to our kids? Is it what we should hope for most of all for them? Passage that came to mind is so well known, and it's a passage that I'll admit isn't specifically talking about parenting, but again, this podcast is for more than just parents. This is for anybody who thinks that that is a good philosophy in life, that just put your mind to it and you can achieve it, and that's that's how we should think. That's how we should be wired. And yeah, I am specifically gearing it towards parents because I think we see this mindset often with, with parenting our children that we, we want what's best for them. We want them to succeed in life. Those are good desires. But in that, we often tell them these, what I believe to be ultimately lies and a distortion of the truth. So I thought about Paul and I thought about the whole letter really of 2 Corinthians where Many of his opponents are trying to discredit his ministry. And he goes on for a couple chapters where he essentially says, look, let me, let me talk like a madman with you for a minute. Like, I can tell you all about my successes in ministry. And, and then he does. He kind of plays into this whole act of saying, look, I could, I could brag about the things that I've done. 
I've succeeded a whole lot in ministry. And I've suffered a lot and I've overcome a lot of suffering in my ministry and in my life. I could tell you about all that, but then he, he begins to, to bring it to his point here in chapter 11, starting in verse 30. He says, but listen, if I must boast, you know what I want to boast about? I want to boast about the things that show my weakness. So he goes on and then in chapter 12, he recounts this encounter he had with the Lord who he says, gave him a thorn in the flesh to keep him from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of these revelations that he was having and his successes in ministry even. It was a thorn in the flesh. It was a messenger of Satan that God allowed in his life. And we don't know what it was, but it was something that just made Paul weak in some respects and, and really amplified his weakness so that he, he didn't become so boastful in himself. And Paul says, I, I was pleading with the Lord to take this away from me. And do you know what Jesus said to him? If you spent any amount of time in the church world, you've probably heard these words before. Jesus said, but Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in what? Not strength, weakness. And as Christ followers, we rejoice in this truth because we go, I'm not strong enough to live up to these standards that God has set. And so I'm, I'm rejoicing in, in his grace in providing salvation for me through the, through the work of Jesus Christ. And, and I'm so thankful for his grace in this being made perfect in my weakness. But for whatever reason, we then go out and say, God, thanks for salvation. Let me now make a success of my life. Let me go out and do things my own way. Let me go out and show the world that nothing is impossible for me because I can achieve it if I put my mind to it. And I think in those moments too, Jesus is reminding us as he reminded Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. You're not sufficient for yourself. You can't do anything you want to do. You, there are things, many things that are impossible for you. But my grace is sufficient for you. My power my power, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And so Paul concludes, he says, therefore, I'm gonna boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That is what I hope for my daughter. That is what I hope for my son who Lord willing will be born in just a few weeks now. That's what I hope for my children. That's what I hope for myself. I hope to put on display for them that they see that, that yes, we can accomplish things and I want them to work hard and be diligent and study and achieve things and, and be successful, so to speak, quote unquote. But that's not my biggest hope for them. My biggest hope for them is that underneath all of that, what they recognize is that all of those things are from the Lord. That they recognize that they are weak, that they can't do it. That, that not a hair falls from their head apart from the Lord's will and sovereignty. That they will never climb a corporate ladder. They will, never achieve, uh, they will never achieve good grades. They'll never achieve greatness in sports or whatever it is they choose to put their time and mind to. They'll never achieve success in any of those things apart from the Lord's will, enabling them to do those things, giving them the physical ability or the mental capacity to accomplish these things. They can't do any of that apart from him. And so what I want them to boast in, what I want to boast in in my children is to say that they did not love themselves, that they did not think that they were sufficient for any of these things, but they rested their confidence in the Lord who loved them and gave himself up for them. 
that they too, as Paul did, would boast of their weakness so that the power of Christ would rest upon them, that for the sake of Christ, they would be content with weakness, content with insults and hardships and persecutions and calamities, that they would know that when they are weak because of Christ, they are strong. This is the truth that is gonna give them the foundation to walk in this world. Because if I spend all of their lives as they grow up in my house telling them, you can do it, chase after it, run after it, what's going to happen when they fall flat on their face? If they have these truths, when they fall flat on their face, their response, their reflex, if you will, is to look up and to say, let me boast in my weakness. I can't do it. I've never been able to do it, but you know what? He can. And when I'm weak, he shows himself as strong, so I'm gonna rely on him. Even when I fall flat on my face, he is able and willing to work all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so no, my greatest wish and dream for my children, for myself, for the ones that I love is not ultimately that they would know that nothing is impossible for them and that they would chase their dreams. My hope is that they would chase Christ, that they would admit their weaknesses. They would boast in their weaknesses because it's in their weakness that Christ gets to shine forth and that they would see him as sufficient for all of these things and calamities and hardships and insults and persecutions and pain and sorrow in joy, in happiness, in moments of blessing too, that they would know that even then they are weak, but yet he is strong. And so again, my intention was not to uh, smash your parenting philosophy. It's not to make anyone feel bad or guilty about how you've viewed wanting to raise your kids or how you viewed your own life and the things that you're pursuing. I did a similar episode to this not too long ago called Follow Your Dreams, but this is just something that, that I just continue to see again and again. When we watch television shows, I hear other parents saying it. I, I want my, my children to just chase the moon and the stars and know that they can achieve it. And I, and I often think, what happens when they don't? And they, they may in a worldly sense. I'm not saying that, that no kid can reach for the stars. I'm not saying that none of them is going to achieve great success. They may very well do that. But is that what you want them to ultimately have? Or do you want them to ultimately have Christ, whether or not they achieve worldly success? Because that's never the goal that God gave us anyway. God never asked us to chase after earthly treasures. As a matter of fact, he said, don't chase after these earthly things. Instead, pursue what's gonna last for eternity where moth nor rust can destroy and thieves don't break in and steal. Lay up treasures in heaven. Lay up successes in heaven. Build for the rewards of your heavenly kingdom because everything else is gonna fade away. My prayer for my kids is that they would boast in their weakness because Christ is their strength that they would know that they can't, but he can. That they would know that God is not interested in their worldly success, but he's interested in their soul. He is the lover of their souls and he loves them far more than I ever could. And he is a good and perfect father. He cares for them better than I ever could. He protects them better than I ever could. And he is able to carry them through. He is able to save them, sustain them, and bring them into his heavenly kingdom and to bestow upon them heavenly rewards that I could never hope to give them. 
And so that's my prayer. That's what I work towards. And I pray that's what you do as well for your kids. And, and not only for your kids, again, for, for your life, that we would have these same standards in our own lives as well. I pray that this is a blessing to you. Uh, if it is, if it's challenging, if it's encouraging, whatever, uh, I would love it that you would share this episode. Maybe you text it to a friend or maybe you share it on social media. You can write uh, a review. Actually helps other people who would never hear about this podcast to see it. So that's always helpful as well if you do that. But this has been another episode of Hold Fast. Thanks as always for listening. Lord willing, I will be back next week with another episode.